Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Everything Zaslo Show 2.0, including It's Still Real to Me, is always brought to us by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, hit and run, motorcycle, automobile boating accident slip and fall Anna Jarn Levine are going to take care of you they're going to treat you like family they're going to get you the money that you deserve Anna Jarn Levine accident attorneys 800-747-FREE that's 800-747-3733 got my pal Joey Levin here with me for another edition of it's still real to me as we recap all the big stories of the week in the world of pro wrestling Joey hello how are you good morning Morning. I'm I'm doing well. I'm ready. I'm excited to talk about the three biggest uh, promotions in professional wrestling: AEW, WWE, and the Bloodline. Let's do this. It does. It does seem like everything boils down to like if WWE had a good week or not is dependent on if something big happened with the Bloodline. And I'll tell yeah. you, look, we're, we're going to start there. We're going to start with SmackDown from a couple nights ago. Uh, that that final segment of SmackDown was amazing. I mean, incredible, like incredible, up, up so there good. with some of the all time best Bloodline segments. I don't know if it was the best, 
Uh, th- there are others that are better, but it's it's really close. It's up there near the top of all time great bloodline segments. So yeah, let let's start right there. We we got we got a lot of stuff to get to. A lot happened on SmackDown this week. I thought a little bit noteworthy on Raw, and you had a bunch of stuff happen on AEW Dynamite this week as well. As we're setting up for Forbidden Door. When is Forbidden Door? Forbidden Door is the end of the month, June twenty fifth. Okay, so we, we still got some time. So we're a few weeks away yeah. from Forbidden Door, and then the week after that is Money in the Bank. So, all yes. right, so yep. we're marching yep. toward two, like, yeah, it's exci- shows. It's exciting because the the pay-per-views last month, although they all ended up being very good, like, the build-ups, I wasn't that excited. Um, but Money in the Bank's always a huge pay-per-view. It's always exciting. And I'm actually, we're going to talk about it later. I, I'm already kind of pumped for Forbidden Door. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. Well, I hope so, because if you remember the first Forbidden Door that they did last year ended up being a little bit of a dud because there were so many injuries, right? Yeah, and some of the matches, I went back through the card because I'm because there's there's two matches. We're just a tease for later in the show. There's two matches that I believe are official. There's one that I have a feeling seems like it's headed that way. And those three matches could headline any pay-per-view for any promotion. So just as a tease. But looking back at last year. The main event was Moxley versus Tanahashi, which is fine for the AEW title. And then there was a fatal four-way between Okada, Jay White, Hangman, and Adam Cole for the IWGP championship. Great matches. The rest of the card was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Not not great. All right. So I'm excited about these this one, though. All right. So let's, let's get it started here. Let's start with WWE and specifically everything that took place on Friday night. So the entire show is leading toward celebrating Roman's thousand-day reign, which, you know, was six days prior, but his thousand-day reign, which, of course, is somewhat ruined because he doesn't want the Usos there because Jimmy kicked him in the face, and and and, and there's big trouble there. So the celebration is is started out. First of all, did, did, you, did you believe throughout the show that the Usos were not going to be there? They were not invited. Paul oh, Heyman said that, that, you know, there's security. They're not going to be allowed near the ring. I mean, security, what were they hanging out and catering? I mean, the Usos walked well, right up to that ring, no problem. Is anybody worse at their job than Adam Pierce? I mean, come on. Adam Pierce guaranteed Paul Heyman that the that the Usos wouldn't be allowed Where in the building. Security? Where, Where was security? Where was Adam Pierce? It's Where not even Adam like Pierce? the Usos came through the crowd. They told that the TV truck play our music and yeah. then walked down to the ring. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. some serious incompetence going on there. So yeah. the segment starts, though, with Triple H. Were you aware that they were going to... Now, you keep up with the dirt sheets. We do big dirt, not big dirt. I don't pay attention to most of that stuff because I don't like having stuff spoiled for me in any type of fashion. So were you aware they were going to present Roma with a new belt? Yeah, I had a, there, there was like a couple people tweeted. A couple of the, uh, the, the Sean Ross saps of the world were tweeting stuff about it. So yeah, I didn't really know. But what I don't... Under, what I guess I don't totally understand is, uh, is that just a new universal title? Is he still holding the WWE title? So is he still walking around with two titles? Good question. I was thinking about that. I think he's going to be walking around with as many belts as he possibly can. So, that, so you think they're going to keep the old universal title and this new universal title? I think that whenever he defends the universal, the WWE universal title, I think it's for the gold belt. But right. I think that... Like I don't think the blue and the red and and the and the old you know the black one the black I don't one. I don't think those are actively to be defended anymore. I think they're his belts forever. And yeah, but I you think, think the blue belt still stays around? Because isn't the blue belt the universal title, right? Yes, the blue belt is the universal. No, so I don't think it stays around. No, I yeah, think I yeah. think as long as he's champion, he's going to carry around as many belts as he possibly can. But I think when he fights now, it's for the gold one. That's okay. my guess. Because they called it undisputed. That's the only yeah. reason I. Right. That's our unified. They didn't say unified. They said undisputed. They never said like, unified. They always say undisputed WWE yeah, Universal yeah. title. Right. Okay. So, I, so like I, mean, I said, I think he's going to carry. Yeah. They, they haven't really changed the design. Like since, like since they changed to this current design, every new belt that's a world title or in this fashion is just sort of a different iteration of that design. Yeah. They got to sell the toys, dude. They got to sell nothing, merch. Yeah, but I'm just saying there's nothing that's, but it's gold. Yeah. That's cool. But fine. everything else is exactly the same. Yeah. It's fine. 
So I, I don't think the other belts are actively going to be defended ever again, but I so think what he's about, carrying so the, them around. Okay. But then what happens to the lineage, so to speak, of the WWE title? That's a good question. Right? You can't just retire the WWE title. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it carries over thing. to I think it carries over to the I think what it essentially means is the universal title is kind of no more. I think that's what that means. Right. I think Maybe. the lineage for the WWE title, because you're right, that has to carry on. I think the lineage for the WWE title is embedded in this undisputed title. I think the universal title may essentially be done. Okay, but it's still going to be called the universal title. Undisputed but it's going to have WWE the lineage of the, title. of the yeah. WWE title. Okay. That's my guess. That's my right. guess. It's fine. I mean, it's all very convoluted with the title picture, especially yes. now having another title. It's all very weird, but whatever. Yeah. Cool. And don't be afraid to figure out why the Raw Women's title is on SmackDown and the SmackDown Women's title is on Raw. Don't be afraid. Oh, we're never, we're, we're never going to get an answer. I think uh, this is tr- – this is the way I think Tony Khan likes to troll with certain things, this is t- Triple H's ultimate troll. It's just like, you know what? Never going to address it. They're just always going to be on the wrong show. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it's like I, I, I wish it would just be acknowledged. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, all right, so let's get to the bloodline, all right? You got uh, you got the Usos who now interrupt. You saw it coming a mile away. And and then we get down to uh, Jimmy. Did you notice, like, Jimmy cut the promo of his life, right? And it, was, it wasn't even – I imagine this was on purpose because it seems like everything that happens to the bloodline is purposeful. He wasn't Jimmy Uso in that promo. He didn't have the voice. Like, he was just talking. I, I, I don't know if he's Jonathan. Is it Jonathan and Joseph? Are those their names, the, the Usos in real like, life? Yeah, I, think... I don't know which is which. But he he was talking as himself. He did not have the character, the voice inflection, which right. I thought was really interesting. And you've never heard from the Usos before. And, yeah, so so you get to the money part, obviously. Which is Joshua and jo- and Jonathan. Joshua, Joshua and Jonathan. I don't know which is which. All right. Yeah, because but... Joe is Joe is Roman. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, right. right, right. Joseph. Joe. Joe. Of course. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Jimmy is Jonathan or Joshua, but uh, Jimmy is Jonathan and Jay is Joshua. Okay. So yeah, that was Jonathan Fatu that was talking there. He was yeah. not in his character voice, and I thought that was a cool little effect, especially coming off of su- Saturday Sunday. Saturday at Night of Champions because you had J- uh, Jay yelling Joe Joe like like they were using their real names they were essentially mm-hmm. talking to their real selves there so I thought that was a cool little uh, you know nugget that we got out of that segment and so obviously it all boils down to Solo Solo tells Roman you're my tribal chief but but these are my brothers that was the moment for me. I was like, this is the first, because I was, listen, I was sitting here at my house. I was watching with my mom. She, she gets into it when the tribal chief is on the screen. And when the bloodline storyline is happening, she gets into it. And I was like, I don't think you understand. This is a huge moment, not only because of the story. Solo hasn't spoken on TV. He's spoken like, he hasn't, like a word. But he's never had a microphone. He's never spoken, spoken a sentence. Yeah, on WWE TV, he's never held a microphone and spoken, as far as I know. Yeah. Maybe Victor can find that that I've missed it, but I don't think he has. And uh, I was like, "Whoa, this is a big moment for the Bloodline." He's going to talk, and then the you know the whole situation that he joins the Usos. I was like, "Whoa, this is this is uh, this is drama." Like everything else that goes on in WWE with the titles with the IC title, with the fu- the wrestling. this It's professional. There's a lot of professional wrestling that's really good. This is like peak storytelling with the, with with Solo speaking and, and joining the Usos at that point. It was amazing. And so Roman hugs Jimmy, but that's essentially hugging him like saying goodbye. All right? He's saying right. goodbye to Jimmy. And then I was shocked that he got the Samoan spike. I didn't see it coming. Were, I was torn because there was part of me where I was like, "This, it's does it's this isn't it. There, it's just on a random now, and it's not a random SmackDown." But I'm like, "So this is it?" Like to me, I was thinking, "It's Roman versus the rest of the Bloodline now for good." I, there, there was, I actually thought it was going to be Jay who turned 
somehow. I thought Jay was going to be the one who turned on that. I don't, I, I don't know what it was but in Jay, my mind. But... Jay is such a puppet, you know, like he's, 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 Jay's essentially reek from Game of Thrones. You know, he just does you whatever, know. just does whatever his master wants. Well, we had the moment at the end, right? Where, where as they were going, getting ready to go off air. Yeah. Uh, Paul Heyman says, my tribal chief, what, what about, about Jay? Jay? He said, Jay will do what he always does, fall in line, which I thought was, that's interesting. I think that obviously means Jay and Roman at SummerSlam. To me. Well, can we, can can this, because now we got the brothers. You, you got, you don't know what's going to happen now between Jimmy and Jay. And you also have oh, Solo. We're, we're going to have the attack. I think it's going to be a, the Solo and Roman versus the Usos at Money in the Bank, right? Yeah, That's what this is. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, and you got Solo who's betrayed his brothers, but he's with the tribal chief. Can we some, like, can we get Rikishi in the Usos corner? Can we get Rikishi involved now? Well, so Rikishi did a great job on Twitter this week. Great really? job. He was, he's been tweeting throughout the, since night of champions and for folks who don't I, know who are listening to it's still real to me because look it is kind of hard to keep track of everything with the samoan dynasty uh rikishi is the father of the usos right. and solo and and roman's uncle or cousin cousin I no think. cousin Te- cousin technically yeah, cousin. roman and the usos and solo are second cousins yeah right yeah um so rikishi was tweeting all week i actually they started the segment so early. I mean, Triple H came out at like nine. That was my favorite part when the when when the Usos were in the ring and they were talking to Roman. I checked the time left on the show and it was ten minutes left. I'm like, oh shit! There's so yeah. much that's gonna happen here. I thought Rikishi was showing up this week. I thought like there was there was a part of me based on the way he was tweeting that it needed to get figured out and it's going to get, it needs to be handled. And he was tweeting stuff like that. And he tweeted Good. again. I think, I think he tweeted again yesterday, like figure it out. Like Good. he's, you could tell he's tweeting about the blood. So I go. thought, I thought Rikishi was going to get involved. It feels like at some point, either him or I don't know what other elders are left to, to get involved, but it seems like Rikishi would be the one. Um, so can we, a great I job mean... this week of making it seem like he might get involved. Can we get to SummerSlam? I mean, this is the move, right? Can we get to SummerSlam? Rikishi's involved somehow. Maybe he's in the Usos' corner. And at the end of the night, Rikishi, all right, you know, he he lays out Roman. And the show, and you you know you know then what Rikishi's got to say. You know what the line is. He lays out Roman. And then, I did it for The Rock. <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta be the moment yeah, i don't think it's gonna i don't think I it's did, gonna happen i did it for the rock that's gotta be it that's the i mean payoff with rikishi that would be fun be i just there's so much right now with the bloodline i don't think the rock's ever getting involved i just yeah. i don't i don't think he is um you know what actually this week made me feel like well the two things i have, I have a question for you mm-hmm there's a big thing on Twitter. Everyone's still mad about Cody Rhodes not winning. Oh, of, but we wouldn't so, have any of this if Cody won. Okay, so that's where. Okay, Come so on. here's the question. No, no, but here's the question. I saw multiple people tweet, like wrestling fan accounts and stuff like that, saying this. Th- so no one disagrees that this story is amazing. They yeah. know it's amazing, right? But they, but there seems to be a split, and a lot of people who think it would be amazing even if Roman didn't have the titles. Do you agree? Yeah, I think, I, it, I think it probably would still be amazing, even if Roman didn't have the title. But it's better when he does. Right. I mean, I, I I don't think he would be as he can't be cocky without the, the whole thing is that he is he's the tribal chief. He's the one who makes everyone relevant because he's the champion. They he just doesn't have the title. A new belt, you know. Like, yeah. But now, if he doesn't have the titles, they're just like a, a like a middle of the card storyline. The fact that he has the titles and everyone's chasing the titles makes it makes him the face of the company. He's not going to be the face of the company without the titles. Although right, right like, now, although right now, no one's chasing the titles, right? Yeah, well, that's that's uh, I, I yeah, I don't know what's happening there. Now, here's my other thing from this. I think this what just happened part of this starts the pathway for the bloodline to last another year and a half. Easily take us to WrestleMania. Easily. I think even further. And I, and I tell you why. I think now that this whole happened last night, 
where there's clear there's a clear break between the parts of the family. This gets us to the point where eventually they reunite and Roman becomes the biggest face in 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 the industry. They hug it out like there's a moment coming. It might be a year from now. Like Roman saves like, them from something? Yes, and like he finally realizes like I've been an asshole. These are this is my family. These are my guys. They all hug and now the bloodline's the biggest face faction for the next ever in all of wrestling for I like I like that but I don't want it anytime soon. No, 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 I don't think it's no, 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 I don't think it's anytime soon, but I but it feels like that's how like next year this time or even like next May or whatever when it's like all right, now, we've done Jay, we've done Jimmy, we've done Solo. Like where do we go? Like what's left? Okay, now this is what's left. This is what's left is eventually making him into the biggest face, like biggest good guy that we could ever possibly Yeah, I can have. dig it. Yeah. And that's, and also like, he's a little bit older. He's been doing this for a long time. He's been going hard. What, you know, maybe that's his last little stret stint is actually having people like him. I don't know. But I, I, I don't think it's anytime soon. Cause there's so much stuff still to, to work out with this story. But that's what I felt last night. I was like, Oh, this sets up for a great hug. That was such good shit though. Man. At some point there's going to be a great, great hug and it's going to get a big pop. That was really good shit, man. Really yeah. good. Uh, you have anything else to add on the bloodline before we move on? <laughs> no, no. I, well, I think it'll be Heyman will do something, and then probably Roman will turn on Heyman too, and that'll get a big pop. Is there a chance? Because Heyman can't be a face. Is there a chance? Because I want money. Uh, I want to talk about money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance that Jimmy or Jay are in the money in the bank ladder match? No. No, 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 because I think it's going to be, I think that, well, I guess anything's possible, but I think that that is going to be the main event is going to be the two of them. It's going to be the Usos versus Roman and solo. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You're probably right. And also I don't think, and I also don't think that the winner of money in the bank this year is going after Roman. I think it's either going after Rollins or going after Gunther. Why? Because Austin theory, uh, he tried and he failed and no one's going to try that shit again. Well, on Raw, on Raw, Gunther sort of teased with the he had a, they had a backstage segment with Riddle and Gunther sort of said he's like you want it, go win money in the bank and then come after my title. Yeah, I don't want that. And and, and the winner of money in the bank better go after Seth Rollins because that helps establish that as a big time championship for yeah. anyone who's like, ah, it's a secondary title. Like whoever wins money in the bank better go after Seth Rollins. Well, we're going to talk about who's in, right? Because uh, there's three yeah, guys in after this week. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. But, so, yeah. But but I wanted to ask you: Did I bring this up last week? I think I've kind of convinced myself that it's Edge. That's going to win Ed. money in the bank. Yeah, and then because remember your your whole thing, you one of your things. I was, thought he was going to win the world title. Right, but think about it: Edge wins money in the bank, first ever money in the bank winner, the ultimate opportunist, yep. cashing in against the guy who had the greatest ever money in the bank cash in Seth Rollins. And then Edge maybe wins the title, and this is his last run. I think I don't. I don't think Edge has been on TV in a little bit, but that could be. He hasn't since the since he lost in the tournament. So it's been a few right. weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that was I was thinking about that last week. Like Edge, Seth Rollins, Edge winning Money in the Bank. Even though I don't necessarily want it because I want one of these up and comers to win, but I wouldn't be mad at that. So who do we have in Money in the Bank so far? Ricochet, Shinsuke, and LA Knight. L.A. Knight, man, super over. We all know this. They were booing Montez throughout the match. Yeah. L.A. Knight wins. The crowd is super hot for it. And and he's he's got a legit chance. He's yeah. got a chance yeah. to win money in the bank. Like, that's going to be fun as hell, man. That is yeah. If L.A. Knight can, can, can have a moment, yeah, that'd be fun as hell, man. It'd be fun. I You know, I obviously you put Ricochet in there. He has no shot to win. But you put him in there because it's a ladder match and that's fun. Yep. Um, I thought it was a I little think weird. I has got a chance. He's got a chance. I, I like Shinsuke being in it. I thought him being in it at the expense of Bronson Reed is a little strange because I feel like Bronson Reed, it was great for those kind of matches. Yeah, you would like, want both of them in the match. It was surprising right, they would, were fighting each other. Right. That's what it was weird to me. Yeah. Um, and then also they had – so well, I, the only women's competitor so far is Zelina. Um. And okay, they had so those... when all the women came out on the Grayson Waller effect, like those are all the women who are in like the tournament to qualify, right? 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, they still have to do their qualifying matches. But can I ask you, is there anything better? Because my favorite thing, I think my favorite thing in professional wrestling, I think we probably, I've probably talked about this, we've talked about this, probably even back to when we started this show last year, Asuka and Io Sky yelling at each other in Japanese. I there's love nothing, when they're swearing at each other in Japanese. There, there's there's nothing better than Asuka and Io yelling at each other in Japanese. I love that. I love I that. love, they came out, when Io came out and they started yelling at each other, I was just like, get, give me this all day. And I think Io's going to win this, right? Like, it's going to be Io. No, go I don't, no, I don't think so. I, I think, I don't think Io can win Money in the Bank because I need an Io Asuka feud. And if you, if you have the briefcase, yeah. it's not a feud. I do not think Io wins. I need to have an Io babyface Asuka heel feud for that title. And maybe so it'll then, come right after Money in the Bank when someone yeah. else is carrying around the briefcase. But I, I, they need a feud. There needs to be a So feud. then maybe this is how, maybe, maybe Money in the Bank is how um, damage control breaks up. Bailey costs her or something. And oh, then they, oh, they break maybe. up. Now, Bailey's yeah. won Money in the Bank before. Not that that she stopped has. competitors from winning multiple times, but. Right. Uh, Bailey's won before. I, I, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. She's super hot right now. Like, I could see Zelina winning Money in the Bank. Yeah, I could too. But the reason I even brought up Zelina is because they did a backstage segment with the LWO. And I guess Santos has a qualifier next week. I, I think it's very obvious he's going to win his qualifying yeah. match. Yeah. And I could see him winning. LWO has been the hottest thing in wrestling. I mean, mm-hmm. other than the bloodline in, in WWE, I should say, other than the bloodline, basically. I mean, they carried like two months of TV. I, I don't see a scenario where you could go wrong having Santos win money in the bank. As as cool as LA Knight would be, like LA Knight is gonna be over no matter what. He doesn't right. necessarily he's one of those guys that like no matter what he does, you know, he could lose money in the bank and then go fight with Gunther. He could fight with Theory as a face, like he could do a bunch of stuff. LWO walking around with money with money in the bank would be pretty fun. So I yeah. could see that happening too. Yeah, Selena makes sense too. I'm totally here though for an EO Sky Oscar feud. Like that shit will be awesome. I love EO Sky, right. and she has yet to get her shine since returning. But she has to turn almost two years ago. But she has to turn face, right? Because Oscar's yeah. a heel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got right, to so establish Oscar as the big bad heel. Absolutely. So then, so then maybe her and Bailey break up and she does a little quick thing with Bailey where she's the face and then goes to Asuka. Now here's a question. Asuka beat Bianca mm-hmm. because But they're not she, done. But I'm saying like Asuka so Asuka so she had the the mist in her mouth and wiped it on her hand and then yeah. wiped it in Bianca's face. I like that. So move. so Asuka just oh Asuka's impervious to the mist? Is that what we're saying? Because like if it's so hot, like it, it's got chili peppers in it or whatever. Yeah. She just always has, because during the Grayson Waller effect, she had it, it just started coming out again. Yeah. And not only did she have it in her mouth, it started dripping onto her face. Nah, she doesn't, doesn't care. It doesn't hurt her face. No. It only hurts other people's faces. Of course. Got it. Okay. It's I just hurts. wanted to get, I just wanted clarity. Also, Grayson Waller, the line, bring out more women. I love this. That I love the United States. That yeah, was he's great. great. He's great. He's great. He's, and he's and I like that they're kind of waiting. For him to actually wrestle on television. You're getting yeah. the good build up. They're building up his character. And eventually he'll wrestle. But I'm not yeah. pining for it. Like, I like what I'm seeing out of him right now. Yeah, I'm he's digging. fun. He's he's very, he's going to be really good. He's going to be big. And yeah, it's good. I, I, it felt like it was going to be AJ, but maybe not yet. I don't know. Felt like his first thing was going to be with AJ. Does, uh, before we get to AEW here, does, does Ronda and Shayna as tag team champions do anything for you? No. I, I, I can't – I feel like they're totally dropping the ball by not putting it on Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Like, I, think, no, I mean, obviously, if, if this is leading to Shayna and, and Ronda breaking up and then having a feud, okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But it like, better be where it goes because I just like – like, the only way for this to work is if you're establishing the two of them as he's just, as this just dominant tag team. But who who are the – who are the contenders? Who who are the the tag teams that are gonna that are gonna be a, a legitimate threat to take the belts from them? The only the only legit team right now is well, you have the you have the NXT tag champs that came up. I guess you could have them involved because um, they're cool. Actually, they're a great tag team. Yeah, but like and you look at them, Chelsea Green so- and Sonya Deville. 
Yeah, but like you're Sonya Deville's a real fighter, right? Isn't right, I know Sonya Deville's a real fighter, but even like like the NXT girls, like they're tiny, and then you yeah. you look at them next to Rousey and Baszler, who are coming to the ring in the in their in their judo geese. They don't stand yeah. a chance against them. I mean, I guess I guess you 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 have them dominate until um, I mean until Liv makes her triumphant return from injury. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. All That's right. The only thing. All right. Um, by the way, before we go to AEW, um, Seth Rollins' open challenge for Monday night has been answered. So we're yeah. getting a, a, a title defense. I think you've talked about this before, but like. Yeah, he'll defend it every point- now and then on Raw. Yeah, but isn't the point of an open challenge that we get like the surprise of who's going to answer the open challenge? Isn't it kind of silly that there's an open challenge and then like an hour later it's answered on social media and that's the guy who gets it? Yeah, they want to like, promote it. Yeah, but wouldn't it be not? Yeah, but I think an op- a world title open challenge is enough of yeah you know, that that would make me tune in. Who's gonna Who's gonna show up yeah. now? If you don't like If you don't like Damian Priest, you don't care, which I think most people do right now. But yeah, Damian Priest deserves a title shot without uh, answering an open challenge. Like he's done enough over the last few months to get it. I just thought it was weird. I always think it's weird when it's like I have an open challenge on Monday night, and then it's like. This guy has answered the open challenge. Do you think there are other wrestlers who are pissed or it's like, damn, I should have been quicker and I, I want to wrestle for the championship? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure, yeah, like they're probably sitting there and they're like, oh, well, wait, hold on. I was going to show up. Like, I I thought all I had to do was show up for the open challenge. I didn't know I could just go on social media yeah. and do a video of myself. I'd be frustrated. Like, that is frustrating. I mean, that is. Yeah. All right. Well. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, AEW, the big news from AEW is Tony Khan again. Huge announcement. And the huge announcement is something that I did not think was going to happen. I told you, I was not believing the hype. I was not believing it. And it is, it is true. CM Punk is returning. And I suppose it's going to be what, June 17, I believe it is. The debut of AEW Collision. It's in Chicago. So does that mean it's- Saturday before Forbidden Door too. So does that mean it's his show? Like, is he exclusively going to be on Collision every Saturday night? It seems that way. It also sounds like he's going to have like maybe some um, like creative control over that show. Um, I mean, the crowd's going to be nuts for him. It's in Chicago. That that episode. Yeah. The crowd. The crowd. This Wednesday didn't seem to give. It a was shit. a little bit lukewarm. Yeah. Yet some yeah. people standing and cheering. They were wearing CM Punk shirts, but it was, I wasn't think a, lot a people, massive ovation. Well, I think a lot of people are like me. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like who? I mean. I understand that CM Punk is a massive star and he was a massive star in WWE. He's not relevant anymore, especially like, you know, if you're a relatively new, like if you're new to wrestling over the last, what, four or five years, particularly since AEW started, you don't really know shit about CM Punk. And CM Punk became such a star in WWE because he was the anti-establishment he was going against WWE, the pipe bomb, this and that. Oh, he kind of has that again now, right? Does, does he? Well, based on what's in place. The entire show around him. Right, but the, but maybe he shows up and maybe he but he's not anti. He's not anti-establishment. Tony Khan is like like slobbing him up to get him back into this company. Like, 
I mean, it, it, anti-establishment in the sense that like Vince fired him and he did the pipe bomb and he talked shit and he was always against Triple H and all like that. They always tried to hold him back. It's what made Daniel Bryan obviously huge in WWE too. Now he's different and he's not, they're not building an entire show around Daniel Bryan. And by the way, Blackpool Combat Club is, is suddenly they're just like incredible. Like they're just awesome. Um, I just I think if you if you didn't follow CM Punk back then, he's just not super relevant now. And, this and it, al- is- it also feels like there's no way that they're going to let him get away with talking shit about those guys. Uh, unless the guys are like, all right, we know it's good. We know that this is what's best for business. I don't know. Everyone seems a little bit sensitive. Yeah. It, well, on the elite side. Yeah, I've I have I've read that like Jericho, who was a big part of this, too, is OK with like doing something here. Um, because they've talked a lot of shit about each other in the past. Yeah. So maybe that's where they go. Maybe it's a Jericho punk kind of thing. But again, if you're just, you know, if you're a relatively young or new wrestling fan, do you give a shit in 2023 about CM Punk and Chris Jericho on Saturday night? We're about to find out with uh, collisions ratings on the worst TV night of the week, by the way. Like we're, we're yeah, about to find out. It's really, I, I don't know. Maybe it'll be fun. I thought punk's first run outside of his return on dino on rampage i thought his first run in aw was okay it's okay it's okay it did nothing for me i i mean i i wasn't super into it and maybe it was just because he's older and he hadn't wrestled for seven years and when he does wrestle now he doesn't look great right right Um, like like he's looked fine in the ring He, he had by no stretch has there been a cm punk match like oh that was awesome yeah. Not really. And I was saying, like, you know, what was the one was the, the one with MJF at Revolution? I was there in, in the front for that with the dog collars. Like the only reason you thought that was amazing was because there was an aura around it because you had the dog collar and they were covered in blood. And like it was like it was this great match. Yeah. But I, and I also just think like, again, like AEW from the beginning was to me was always like this opportunity to um, get some of these either underutilized guys or lesser known guys or younger guys, like an opportunity to become big stars. And I think like, for example, I think Brian Danielson's done a great job with that since he has come to AEW. Like his match with MJF was unbelievable. Um, I think all Jericho for all the people, I mean, a lot of people say Jericho likes like buries people. I think all Jericho's done since the very beginning of this thing has He's been trying to, trying to get young guys over in some way. I don't know that Punk is that guy. And if he's not that guy for AEW, I have no real like desire to see Punk just be a top guy anymore. I don't. I'm more interested on Saturdays now seeing Miro and Andrade. Like they're they're supposed to be on Saturday too. I told you know that's that's funny. I totally forgot about Miro, who like returned two weeks ago. That must mm-hmm. be that he's going to be on Collision. Yeah, they announced it. Well, in the press release, he was in the press release. Okay, and so it was Andrade, like the 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 war on oh, Andrade too. Yeah, Andrade is going to be back too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. Now look, that's not getting me to watch live on Saturday night. But no, but I'll okay. read. But I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll watch I'm, that. I mean, if I'm not doing anything, I'll watch it. I mean, okay. I, I have no problem with it. Um, but I don't want to just see. You know. I think it's a two-hour show, right? Like, I'm not – it doesn't, like, interest me to watch two hours where it's, like, like every week we're leading up to what's CM Punk going to do. It, I, I, I'm okay with I'm okay with not having that. Like, And, again, we have to see how much crossover there is between the shows, right? Because, like, if you're telling me that MJF's never going to be on Collision, if you're telling me that the Elite Champion. are never going to be on Collision, yeah, um, then I that also doesn't interest me. Like – what what am I watching for? Because it's good wrestling. That's hey, last night's rampage or Friday night's rampage. It was weird, but all the matches were great. I mean, it's funny four... that you say that because I put on rampage like like after I watched SmackDown late on Friday night, and and after SmackDown, I decided with my son, all right, let's let's see what Rampage has got going on, and I, I started fast forwarding stuff, and I'm like, I I can't watch this, and and. and I, I moved on. Like there was nothing. Yes, I'm sure the wrestling was right. Really that's what I'm good, saying. Exactly. But, yeah. but I like the matches. They were. I'm like, this, this is completely well, consequential. Well, it was four titles were defended on the show. 
None of them were AEW titles. Right, right. I'm like, I, like this a, is, I, I don't it was a, a, a Triple H, or a Triple H, a Triple A title, yeah. two New Japan titles. Right, and like, I don't and, know and the a Ring guy of Honor from, title. Like, I know they're presenting to me that the guy from New Japan is a big deal, but I have no idea who he is. Yeah, you know? no, I, I, yeah, unless you're a hardcore fan, like, yeah. especially the guy who it was in the main event. Like, I know Zack Sabre Jr., he's a big deal, or he has been a big deal for a long time, but the guy that was in the main event who has, like, the Ring of Honor um, pure title, right. I, I don't know who that guy is. Right. I don't know who that guy I don't know who that guy is, and they, they say he's, like, a legend. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very strange. But if that's what ultimately ends up happening with Collision, where it's, like, the storylines don't matter to the overall uh, better, product, better but it's just be. good wrestling. It's going to be tough to stomach. So I would imagine that now there was there was a a huge NJPW show last night this morning. Like this right? morning, last yeah. night, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So and we also can go back. To, obviously, what we're setting up for Forbidden Door, but we could also go back to Dynamite this Wednesday, where Hangman was telling everyone that yes, Kenny is out of town. But he's not in Canada. Was it? Yeah, Alex Marvez. They they did like there was like a backstage segment because they're yeah. still they're still trying to pay off the whole uh, Hangman um, Dark Order stuff, which we still haven't gotten. Like because he was friends with them, and now he's left them to go back to the Elite. Um, and then Alex Marvez was you know mentioned Kenny's out of ta- Kenny's out of the country. I think he may have even said like Kenny's back in Canada. He's I think out he, of the no, he did say Canada. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then Hangman said just very quickly, they kind of like glossed over and he's like, yeah, and Kenny is out of the country, but he's not in Canada, which we all are assuming implies that he's back in Japan. Is that like in the Bahamas? Maybe he's taking a break. He could be taking a break. I mean, the guy gets into it a lot. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Because he did after um, Double or Nothing, he did have that post-show promo where he said, I do have some friends outside of AEW that could come help me and now they're saying he's gone but the interesting thing about it is that i don't think that has to do with forbidden door i I don't think him being out of the country but not in canada has to do with forbidden door because at new japan dominion will osprey won his match to have to get a rematch with kenny omega which is now being an like like Bleacher Report and a couple other outlets have said that is official now for Forbidden Door. Well, that's Kenny awesome, Omega right? Will Ospreay too. That's well, yeah, which is that's incredible. <laughs> but it's interesting because if Kenny's out of the country and he's not in Canada, and we're, you know, the implication is that he's in Japan potentially getting some friends, but it's not for Forbidden Door. What's it? What's he doing? Because he he doesn't need friends to fight Will Ospreay. He needs friends to help him with. Blackpool Combat Club in Takeshita. Right. So, which is, like, I'm, it's Kota Ibushi. I think that seems very clear. It's Kota Ibushi with their relationship. And I thought about this. Kota Ibushi is a free agent. So Kota Ibushi wouldn't be a Forbidden Door guy because if you're a free agent, you can go wherever you want. Okay. Forbidden Door is only New Japan. So I think, I don't know when it happens. I think this is for all in. I think whatever Kenny's doing, this is for somebody for that joined Wembley. the Wembley. Yeah, I think this is leading towards somebody coming and potentially joining AEW and joining up with the Elite to help him against okay. the Blackpool Combat Club and Takeshita for all in. Because if he's fighting Will Ospreay, which is, again, a lot of people Will say that at the moment is the best match of this year in any... But you're saying that has nothing to do with why Kenny could be in Japan. Is that... Well, it seems that way, right? Because yeah. you it, like if if it was like, oh, he's going to Japan to get somebody to help them for Forbidden Door, then what would it then the Osprey thing wouldn't be happening. So Right. Uh, but it's also why the elite storyline is just so all I mean, everything they've done, them in Blackpool Comic Club, everything going on, and now Takeshita and Don Callis, all that stuff is it's so damn good right now. Well, like let, that, so like, let's I want to ask you something. Like Don Callis was there with Takeshita, they're in the ring. And the booze are raining over Don Callis. Do we call it? Do we do we call it? Uh, do we call it Dominic Mysterio heat? Well, like, that's what I was going to say. Like th- th- there are no louder boos in pro wrestling right now 
than the, like the only one that rivals what we heard from Don Callis is for prison Dom. It's the yeah. only one that rivals it. And Dom hasn't necessarily had that those boos recently because he has not been the center of a judgment day storyline a few weeks. So it's been a few weeks since Dom's had that reaction. Like that reaction, the crowd was given to Don Callis there. That was major, major big time heat. Yeah. And he also, Dom very rarely has to like carry a segment. And with that heat, right? Because generally it's like, he's just trying to get out one or two lines. Yeah. Don Callis has to like get, he has that heat and he has to, carry a segment with a guy who barely speaks any English whatsoever and, and get this whole storyline over about he lost a nephew, but he gained a son. And, um, but I will say when Takesh just started, you know, cutting the promo in Japanese again, you cut a promo in Japanese. I'm I dig it. So, um, I love this. I loved everything about it. Don Callis, man, you know, underrated, obviously in terms of his, uh, managerial ability or advocate ability i mean obviously Heyman's the best he's, the, in the business, he's there but... paul Heyman right now oh certainly he he's been awesome and i love that he blames kenny omega for the scar on his head when it was clearly just like a botch by moxley backstage yeah, yeah, yeah. i love that that's yeah. that that's tied into the storyline it's awesome it's all yeah. very very good it's all very, very good so i want to ask you here because this is very contra <laughs> excuse me this is very controversial mm. so at the pay-per-view last weekend, Ref Aubrey takes the chair shot to the head mm. from Karen, uh, Karen Jarrett did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's controversial enough as it is. And now you got the backstage segment on Wednesday night where Ref Aubrey is now getting physical with Karen Jarrett. And it clearly looks like it's headed toward Ref Aubrey in a match. Now it's announced. It's been it. Mark Briscoe did it. What, what's the match? It's Mark Briscoe and Aubrey versus Karen and Jeff Jarrett. Wow. Now, Rep Aubrey, I believe, has wrestling background. I don't think yeah. she's wrestled in, in a extremely long time. Yeah. A lot of the refs do. A lot of the refs are yeah. like former trainees that yeah. you know didn't really think they're gonna make it or whatever. Yeah, she she has a little bit of a background from what I understand. But I'm wondering where you fall on this because I have seen a lot on social media of, you know, refs are supposed to be invisible. You're not supposed to hear from them, blah, blah, blah. I know Ref Aubrey is a little bit of a lightning rod when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm a big fan of Ref Aubrey. I, I I don't know why, like, I don't know why referees have to be invisible. I don't know why we can't know their names. I don't know why they can't also be characters. And and it kind some of the biggest some of the biggest stories in his wrestling history have been like referee things mm-hmm. like the the Hebner or, or the Hebner stuff when they introduced like, the Hebner twins with Andre yeah. and Million Dollar Man and Hulk. Dude, Nick Nick Patrick being the referee the for the NWO referee. yep like th- there's been I mean anybody who says you refs had the are whole supposed to be Earl silent, Hebner come on. Triple H angle where Triple H fired Earl Hebner. But then Linda brought him back, and he counted the three, and Triple H lost the Montreal screw The Montreal screwjob, him, the ringing the bell early, that in the lore of wrestling, like going back, even he, like the he, like that was Earl Hebner, right? Yeah, yeah. He he looks back on it, and he's like, I almost wish, like he was part of the biggest storyline in the ring. But when Charles history. Robinson became Little Nate, he was coming to the yeah. ring in the robe. You know, re- is- referees have been involved. All right. In huge parts of wrestling, yeah. But this is part, like, like to me, this is like what we talked about last week, where pro wrestling doesn't have to be one linear direction. Right. There's all different things that can equal pro wrestling. I don't love the super violence, all right? But a lot of people do like it. And, you know, I don't necessarily love the Young Buck style. A lot of, you know, the choreographed gymnastics, that's not necessarily for me, but... Pro wrestling can be all different kinds of things. And I don't know why you can't have Ref Aubrey involved in, in a big story well, here when clearly she's very popular. Well, and I mean, if we're being like, let, let's get real about what this is going to be. This is going to be a really, really good wrestling match between Mark Briscoe and Jeff Jarrett. And then Karen Jarrett's going to take a guitar from out Ref Aubrey. I mean, 
Isn't that what I mean? Karen Jarrett's not a wrestler. I don't know if she has literally any wrestling back. Has she ever wrestled ever? So know. obviously, there's not going to be like a ton of. They're not going to get 15 minutes and Ref Aubrey and Karen Jarrett are just going in the ring. Yeah, and there'll be, be one fun. big cool spot with Ref Aubrey, and everyone's right. going to love it. Yeah, and everybody's going to pop because the AW crowd loves Ref Aubrey, mm-hmm. and most of it'll be Mark Briscoe and Jeff Jarrett. Which give me that all day. Jeff yeah. Jarrett's been awesome. And Mark Briscoe's the man. So well, well, I think what we're also going to lead to is because you saw you saw Mark Briscoe tell Jay, Jay, shut up. This ain't about you. Yeah. And it, like Jay's going to betray Mark Briscoe, and that will lead to a feud between the two of them, right? Wait, who? Who's Jay Lethal? Mark? Jay Lethal. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, his brother's name was Jay. So you got me all twisted up there when he said Jay. I was like, oh, what's happening? Like Jay Lethal uh, will, will yeah, like, like Mark clearly is cool with Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal's going to betray him. Yeah, yeah, they'll do something. Yeah, well, because now, now that FTR is not involved, they're gonna figure out what happens next with Mark Briscoe. Because now FTR is doing the stuff with Bullet Club Gold, which yeah. is awesome, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll be fun. I have no problem with it. Referees, they. I think not only should the referees be more. Like they should be mentioned. They should say their names. Like I've always liked totally that agree. AEW. I've always liked that. You know, like Bryce Remsburg, Rick Knox, Aubrey. Like we know who the refs are in AEW. Yep. I don't really think we know other than uh, who do we know in WWE? Charles Robinson is he still a ref in WWE? It's funny that you mentioned that because I thought about that a couple days ago. I'm like, when's the last time I've seen Charles Robinson? I don't know. Yeah, I no. don't know. And then there was that one guy who was a referee for NXT for a long time, who was a, used to, who was jacked and really tan. Super and he, ma- and he was match. like super MAGA guy and they got rid of him. Oh, is that what he was? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of controversial stuff he's involved yeah. in. He also used to be a deathmatch fighter. Yes. Like he used to yes. do the Moxley. Yeah, I think he fought Moxley back in the day, like in CZW, but I forget I that, that guy's name. He's super MAGA. And obviously, and listen, for people who are listening, I, I you know, you want to be MAGA or not, I don't care, whatever. Uh, but like during the COVID stuff, he was like off the rails and they got rid of him. Oh, I did that. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, good yeah. riddance. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have no problem with, with refs being more involved, if anything. I think that that adds to the storyline. It's fun. So we yeah. know Charles, we don't, we know Jessica Carr. We know That's what I was thinking of. Jessica. Yeah. Jessica Carr. We know Jessica yeah. Carr. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, but, um, we, we mentioned old, we, I keep calling new Japan all the, the show that was last night. I keep calling it old dominion. I don't know. I got too much basketball in this brain that I keep saying old, uh-huh. old dominion, like the college. But the other thing that happened at dominion last night was they played a vignette. Daniel Bryan challenged Okada for forbidden door. So that's going to happen. So it's Brian Danielson Okada. Okay. At Forbidden Door. That'll be fun. Which is awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, that'll which be fun. Is, so, so the two official matches, it seems right are now, very are very big ones. Brian Danielson and Okada, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, which leads me to, you know, we had on Dynamite, there was a sort of a, like a vignette with MJF saying there's nobody left for him. Like, who, who's left for whatever? He's got to do something at Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. His post-press conference after Double or Nothing he mentioned, he said, uh, someone asked him about Forbidden Door, and he was like, what, do I really have to wrestle on that? <laughs> he's like, "He's like, New Japan's an indie, it's just an indie, it's a glorified indie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said, their best guy couldn't lace my boots. And when he said that, I assumed it was Okada, but I think that means it's going to be MJF Tanahashi. Okay. Which is also, I mean, <clears throat> those three, <clears throat> excuse me, if that's the third, that's the third match. That gets you know the third of the big matches. Yeah, get Okada, Danielson, Kenny, and Will Osprey, and then where MJF is this show? Is it in Vegas? Where is this? <clears throat> Not sure. Okay. I don't know. All right. Um, but if it's MJF Tanahashi, I'm down with that. I mean, last year the main event was Tanahashi versus Moxley, which was still pretty cool. But Tanahashi versus MJF would be fun. Yeah. So that that if those are if those three matches end up happening, I don't really I don't really care what the rest of the card is. That's a great card already. Like that makes me excited to watch that show. All right, man. Let's. We're going to do something with this Bullet Club Gold stuff is starting to get really good. Like they're going to add a third member. Maybe they'll add a third member from New Japan for Forbidden Door to go against uh, FTR and Ricky Starks. That'll be really cool too. So. All right, man. Let's do some uh, big dirt, not big dirt today. What do you got for us this week? 
Um, all right, let me pull this up. Okay, so yeah, a lot of the dirt was involving this AEW stuff, like you know the Forbidden okay. Door and the, but which we already just talked about. But I had a few things. So um, Pat McAfee recently announced that he's taking his show to ESPN. Yep, and um, you know he's been there. And part of the reason why he left WWE or left the announcing was because he was doing Game Day and the timing and all that. Yep. He did an interview with SI where they asked him about WWE because there's been like questions of whether he still has a good relationship with WWE or what's right. going on. He said not only does he have a good relationship, it's as strong as it's ever been and they're working extremely hard to get him back involved soon. Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. McAfee getting back involved. I'm going Big Dirt. Love Pat McAfee involved in WWE. Pat McAfee for me because I'm not a huge Michael Cole fan. And Pat McAfee, to me, whoa, really breathed whoa. Is that so breaking much. news? He, no, Wait, is that breaking news? I mean, I don't know if I've ever said that on, on, on our show here, but I, I haven't been afraid to say that I'm not a huge whoa. Michael Cole guy. But That's I really crazy. do believe Pat McAfee breathed so much life into Michael Cole. They're a great pairing. And, and, and I think Michael Cole has been so... Now, hey, maybe a little bit it has to do with less Vince McMahon being around. That could play a role as well. But I think Pat McAfee is, has done such a great job with Michael Cole that Michael Cole doesn't bother me anymore. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going big dirt. I can't wait for McAfee. I'm into it. You just took, all, you just Blew your took, mind. The, wind, took, took the wind out of my sails. I talk about Michael Cole so much. You've met, I, I don't think you've ever outrightly said, like, I don't like him. Well, I don't have to. You're allowed to like who you like. That's okay. Of course. And yeah. you're allowed to dislike who you dislike. I just wasn't aware it was like that. Yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah. it's not necessarily like that anymore because, like I said, I really think McAfee uh, gave, gave Michael Cole, and I think Michael Cole has talked about this, gave Michael Cole, like, a second wind. I really yeah. do believe that. Okay. But but there was a pretty long period of time where, man, I, I could not stand Michael Cole. Wow. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Oh, I think that, well, do you think that part of that is that that was, like, the character? Like, you, weren't spo- you were supposed no. to not be able to stand Michael Cole? I could tell the difference. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, speaking of part timers and celebrities, uh, Logan Paul, according to reports, Logan Paul is expected to be booked for Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. Yeah, this is big dirt. And I think I, he might be. I think there's rumors that he might be in the match. Right. This, in, right. this is big dirt, and I'm really hoping it doesn't mean that he could win Money in the Bank. I don't want Logan Paul, Logan Paul, carrying around that briefcase. I'm, and we've already seen Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Like, we already had that match, you know? So yeah. maybe that lends credence to the idea that he's not going to win Money in the Bank. But him being in the Money in the Bank ladder match would be cool. He, he's great with the big spots. I just don't want him to win. Yeah. Well, I mean, him and Ricochet already had one of the coolest spots ever. So I don't know what else. I don't know how they... How do you top the spr- the dueling springboards to the you middle of the ring? You get him in the ring, ring with the megastar, LA Knight. That's how you do it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Hey, LA Knight versus Logan LA Knight face versus Logan Paul, like a like a storyline there would be that would be awesome. Uh-huh. That would that would almost be worth LA Knight not winning money in the bank. Like if that if they set something up there for them two to be at SummerSlam, you know, the the, the viral star versus the yeah. mega star. Yeah. Like that would be that would be fun. Yeah. Um MVP tweeted out a picture of, of, of within the last couple days. Um with Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin wearing suits. I don't know where they were, and the caption was just like, hmm. So the, the idea is that he's teasing finally the the hurt business return. Yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going not big dirt. Cause to me, I would like the hurt business to get back together. But it, it wouldn't be the same hurt business as before because we know MVP is very involved with Omas. So it's not like that just gets thrown to the side. I feel like it that seems like one of those social media tricks. Let's get people talking. Maybe the guys, maybe the creative in WWE sees it and they want to do something with it. I feel like that's MVP just kind of on his own throwing that out there. So I'm going not big time. What would this excite you? Because I was thinking about this too during the LA night match. Next week, what if we get like a backstage segment with whoever, just two people, someone's getting interviewed, 
but WWE does the thing where you see people in the background talking, yeah. and it's MVP talking to the Street Profit. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, like that'd be fun. Because yep. after getting booed, oh, you guys got booed. They don't appreciate you. Come on, I'll, that would be I'll cool. Get, I'll get you guys appreciated. I'll yeah. get you guys appreciated. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, the last two aren't really dirt. They're more just things that happened. But I we haven't All really. Right. Adjust, I don't. One WWE sent out a tweet. Congratulating Riddick Moss and Emma on their engagement. Yes. Now, that's big. That that's big news. But the but the thing to me that I want to know if it's big dirt or not big dirt. They called him Riddick Moss in the tweet. Not Madcap Moss. They called mm-hmm. him Riddick Moss in the tweet. Does that mean big dirt? Not big dirt. Is he like? Are they saying he's Riddick? I'm going big dirt. I think they're saying that he's Riddick. Emma has called him Riddick on television. So, you know, clearly that's a personal thing. But maybe they're also going to bring that into, you know, on television. That'll go back to being Riddick Moss. I like it. I like Emma a lot. So I'll go Big Dirt. Okay. And then the last one. I apologize if this has been addressed on the show. But I don't think we've even... I don't think that's been discussed. But maybe I'm forgetting. Did we talk about the mercedes Monet willow nightingale match? No, we did not. Okay. So a couple weeks ago... Uh, Sasha's I think it was one of her first matches in the States as part of New Japan I said Sasha Mercedes whatever um, they had a match uh, for a new title new the New Japan strong women's title mm-hmm. that apparently was created for Mercedes Monet she broke her ankle during the match yep. they pivoted during the match and Willow defeated her and Willow is the first ever New Japan uh, women's strong champion or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we never really addressed that on the show, but I was interested to know whether you think that's big dirt or not big dirt, even though it's not dirt, it happened. Yeah, no, that's that's big dirt, I would say, because, you know, the way that I had read it, it sounded like Mercedes changed the finish herself, where she... Oh, I missed that part. I missed that Yeah, part. where she called it in the ring, I'm hurt, you know, and they, and they changed the finish. It sounded to me like she's the one who made the call, which I think is obviously super interesting because yeah. then you're—I mean, you're you're changing plans upon plans upon plans for the company now that it's going to be Willow Nightingale as the champion. So I always think that type of stuff is really interesting. But again, it doesn't even really surprise me because. I mean, you know how I feel about Mercedes Monet. You know, it, it feels to me like, like she gives off the impression to me that she's bigger than that she's bigger than wrestling, that she's bigger than whatever promotion she's in. So that seems super on brand to me that she is changing the finish to the match in the middle of the ring. Now, granted, she was hurt, but oh, well, I, I see. I I, I kind of look at that differently. I yeah. see that as like an incredibly selfless thing because she could have just said. Oh, I broke my ankle, but it's my title. They made this title for me, and I'm going to keep it, and I'm going to let them figure it out. Well, I feel like that's probably the company thing to do would be to do that. She decided, you know what, I think this is better. Yeah, but it almost strikes me as, in the moment, she's like, man, I'm fucked. Like, my ankle is, and, like, I'm supposed to carry this title. I can't. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to be done for maybe that. But I I see what you're saying, and I I didn't even think about it that way. It, it could it could certainly be what you're saying. Like she's when not, I saw like it, she's not in charge. I understand she made a decision that right. she thinks is best, and it comes off as a selfless decision. But she's not in charge. That's you true. Know? That's and fair. She decided in this moment, I'm going to determine what happens. So that to me, it's like that's interesting. You know. But that's well, it's also interesting because if that's true, right? That she did that. Like, a Willow had to go along with it. B, the ref had to count it. Like, a lot of people had well, to well, just, like, go along. Did you see the finish with. of the match? The referee did screw up at one point. Because right. yeah. they wanted the finish. Sasha, uh, uh, Mercedes communicated to Willow that they're changing the finish. And Willow had the three count. Her Mercedes' shoulders were to the mat. And the referee stopped on two and a half. And it was like, what the fuck just happened? And then yeah, because, they redid right. the final move. And right. the referee counted it. The referee had no idea that they changed the finish. That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, again, on on the the Willow part of it, this week, I think, was a perfect example of what I talk about a lot with AEW, where 
they they struggle to capitalize on momentum. Like, no matter how it happened, Willow, Willow was on Knight, TV this week, right? She was on Rampage. Oh. She she defended on Ramp, but it's Rampage. It's Friday night. It's yeah, a it's know. a you know it's. But to me, it's like you have this this performer who's so over. The crowd loves Willow. They've loved Willow forever. Like since she started with AEW, yeah. the crowd loves Willow. Willow, regardless of the circumstances, becomes the first ever New Japan Strong Women's Champion, a company that you have a relationship with, that you're doing an event with. Not only that, she beat the biggest the biggest star in all of women's professional wrestling that's not in WWE. How do you not bring her out immediately on like right have her come out and have let her celebrate and like make a big make a big deal out of this. You just you had an opportunity to create a megastar. Did out they of promote on Dynamite that she was going to be on Rampage? I don't think I so. think on Dynamite they did like a vignette where she was just like, I'm Oh really? I showed that I'm strong. And like you know, it was like a backstage like pre pre package yeah. thing yeah. where she said I'm the champion. But that's not what they needed. They needed her to come out and let the crowd react. The crowd loves her. Yeah. They she could be a huge star and now she has a title and she beat Mercedes Monet. I get it. It wasn't how it was supposed to go, but man, I, I feel like they could have capitalized in a huge way there. Right. That they, that they, again, they didn't. Um, but whatever. You know, maybe I'm sure she'll be on Forbidden Door. All right, man. So a lot happened this week. WWE, Bloodline, Money in the Bank, AEW, Punk is officially returning. You got the Elite... You got Don Callis getting the most heat of anyone in pro wrestling right now. Yeah. Excellent job this week, Joey. That, of course, there, another edition of Big Dirt or Not Big Dirt. Say goodbye to all your fans. Tell them you'll see them next weekend when we do the next episode. Go ahead. All right. We'll see you guys next weekend. I love you all. And uh, hopefully you uh, enjoy the buildup to Forbidden Door as much as I am right now. Enjoy another great week of pro wrestling. We'll recap all of it next weekend on the next episode of It's Still Real to Me.